and welcome to BD Talk. My name is Caitlin Roxburgh and I am Head of ESG at the BD Consultancy and today I am joined by Alexis Gray, Marketing Director of the Barclay Partnership. So Alexis, hello, thank you for joining us today. Um, would you mind just uh, introducing us to yourself, who you are and what you do? Of course. Hi, Caitlin. Um, so I'm Alexis Gray. I am a marketing director at the Barclay Partnership. As you said, I've got 25 years, count them, BD and marketing experience. 23 of those years I've spent working in professional services, both in the UK and globally. Uh, during the course of my career, I've spent time working both in-house and as a consultant. Uh, I ran my own BD and marketing consultancy uh, and a Vienna too, uh, for organisations such as PwC and Grant Thornton International, I've operated in law, finance, accountancy, commercial property, um, and I'm now at Barclay. And we're a management consultancy. We specialise in helping organisations um, deliver uh, transformational change when it's really critical and tricky. Um, and we have small teams of very highly experienced consultants that undertake that work. My uh, my role at Barclay is to uh, basically establish marketing as a function, uh, mm -hmm. and so establish the firm's marketing fundamentals from the ground up, uh, transforming its capability and effectiveness. Brilliant. So yeah, you're definitely um, an excellent person for us to have on BD Talk. Um, you're clearly very experienced within the professional services industry. Um, and as you know, we're looking to focus our conversation um, and this week's episode on um, more of the ESG CSR sort of focus leading on from the communicating values report and roundtable that you kindly participated in. Um, so yes I think you're a great person for us to be talking with about this so it'd be great to, to hear a bit more about how long um, you as a firm have been looking at these sorts of concepts and um, and why what sparked that what the main drivers have been. Um, well, thank you for thinking I'm so experienced. That's good. Um, heartening. Um, Barclay is a very values-led organisation. Uh, it was founded by individuals who stepped away from bigger firms because they shared a set of uh, values that were important to them. Um, and um, and that's moved beyond uh, just charitable work and and using our consulting skills um, to to create a, a ripple effect and making charitable donations, but but more comprehensive now. Our DNI agenda and sustainability agendas have significantly increased in prominence. I'd say over the last five to ten years. Why? Um, because it's the right thing to do. That is our core value as a firm: doing the right thing. Um, and also our people want it. We've always been focused on our people. So as ESG has gained prominence, our people have become more interested in it and want to help shape and deliver that change. Um, and we've also found new talent and job seekers have similar thoughts. And finally, our clients as well. They want to do the right thing. They want to work with organisations with similar values. And we want to work with organisations with similar values. Um, and as a management consultancy, we understand now, especially more than ever, that the need to become more sustainable is a huge driver of business transformation and change. And that's what we do as a firm. Mm. No, that's really interesting. And it's also extremely encouraging and positive to hear that um, you are being driven by uh, doing the right thing. It is as simple as that when you when you sort of break it down um, and that you're listening to to all your people, both sort of in uh, internally and externally. 
Um, and yeah, especially around sustainability, I think that's quite a key driver for a lot of different firms, um, your people. Um, although from conversations with other professional services firms, um, it seems in general that that drive tends to come from more junior team members. Do you find that to be the case or is it, is it, more, uh, is it broader than that for you? Um, it's broader than that for us. We're we're slightly unusual in the way we are as a firm. Our, the mm. average years of experience of our consultants, um, not our partners, our consultants, is about 13 years. So it's much more experience than some of our competitors, for example. And that means if you've got that amount of experience, that means you're not quite as young as some of the others. Um, so, <laughs> so it's not an age thing. It, it's definitely mm-hmm. an attitude thing and a values yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, it stands out definitely from a lot of different firms and from what firms are saying, particularly around sustainability. Um, but it's great to hear that it is across your firm much more about the values uh, in general rather than being um, sort of uh, pigeonholed by different ages as were. Um, so I guess, yeah, that leads on to um, your team um, of people. And when it comes to these sorts of ESG purpose-driven initiatives, um, do you have a specific team for that? Are there other um, specific individuals who are more involved? How does that how does that responsibility sort of work across the board? Um, for initiatives that are important to the firm, we mm-hmm. often set up working groups, and yep. ESG is no uh, exception to that rule. Uh, Our our sustainability working group has um, it is sponsored directly by two partners. And they look at it as a as a theme, as a topic, as an interest area for both Barclay as a firm and mm-hmm. for our clients. So what we can offer and, and help our clients. Um, yeah. and, and we all know, don't we, that in professional services, having leadership support and a sense <laughs> of ownership is especially important for getting things done. And that's yeah. no different for us. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's generally how we get stuff done. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's great that it is coming from the top down as it were um yeah and it helps us it it helps us um direct our energy so that we can help other organizations as well so the type the type of work that that group will do and and set up and and instigate so that others in the firm can help is is using our skill set as consultants so that the work that we're doing with uh other organizations the pro bono work we do has a significant Mm. ripple effect and that's important Okay, brilliant. So, are you happy to to give some examples of that pro bono work that you've that you've done as a firm? How does that sure. work? Do you have a set number of days? Um, um, yeah. So we have uh, everybody in the firm, whether they're um, business services team partners or consultants, have uh, five working days per year that they can uh, use for voluntary activities. Yeah. Um, and we work. So we have an office in New York, for example, and we've worked um, done some pro bono coaching um, with a charity called Robin Hood, um, mm-hmm. and we. We've been coaching nonprofit leaders in New York so that they can um, in turn in, improve and enhance their own nonprofit organizations. And so the ripple effect continues. Mm-hmm. We've worked with Chapter Zero in the UK, um, providing sustainability toolkit uh, that's to enable non 
uh, non-execs uh, to help their boards make better, more uh, speedier decisions on climate change and transition to net zero. Um, yeah. we, we work with charities to get young people into employment, so uh, coaching for interviews and development of CVs. Uh, that's a charity called Head Start. Um, <laughs> the list goes on. We do, we do some great work that feels, and you can tell from those examples, it feels like we're mm. using our skills really well to help others mm. and, that, and that feels comfortable and right. Yeah, definitely. No, that sounds really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so to kind of um, pivot back, as it were, to the organisation um, in terms of driving your ESG strategy, do you use any frameworks or tools um, to help support that internally? So do you work with external consultants? How does that work? Um, yeah, we do. We we work with an organisation called Climate Partner. They helped us achieve carbon neutral status. Um, they basically um, worked with us um, to measure and independently audit our carbon carbon footprint, um, full cover coverage. So scopes one, two, and three. Um, and they helped us establish an offset portfolio to achieve carbon neutral status. Uh, and I love this. Each year, the firm gets to vote on which initiatives we support based on which of the UN sustainable development goals they feel most strongly about. And okay. we, we refresh that every year. Um, and the sustainability working group worked, you know, identified a climate partner as our partner, our provider of this service. Yeah and support but um i was involved in that um looking at the level of internal and external comms and engagement support and resources that the potential okay. providers could provide i mm -hmm. wanted to ensure that we had the information we needed to engage our people internally and also yeah. communicate what we're trying to do externally as well um okay. you know we're doing good stuff and and from a from a marketing expect, uh, perspective it's important to talk about that too um and also that group helped us this is slightly this is slightly uh, unusual i think we work with core time who's our provider of timesheets and expenses software and yeah. we work with them to actually enhance the platform, which now means we can record more information about our expenses, such as travel. Yeah. Um, and so obviously you can imagine that the data that we're getting helps us gain real insights on our, about our carbon emissions. And mm. so we can put proper actions in place to curb them. Mm. Um, yeah. So that feels like a really good piece of work as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can definitely see the value of that. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that links a lot, obviously, to breaking down ESG by the letter. Um, so that's a lot of the environmental side of things. What sort of things are you doing when it comes to um, social? You mentioned you've got um, DE&I strategy. Are you happy to talk a bit more around the, the S, as it were, of ESG? Yeah, of course. Um, so we have um, uh, a couple of external providers that we work with to help us get this mm. right. And we'll continue to do that. Um, we have one of our partners in the business who has overall accountability for delivery of the ENI vision and, and the goals. Um, yeah. And we also, uh, in the True Barclay way, we have a working group uh, comprising nice. other partners and consultants and, and business services people to help um, develop and drive that through the business. Um, our we really want to be recognised um, by us as a business, so those in the business and those around us, 
um, as a diverse and inclusive firm, we want to attract and retain and develop good people. Um, And we want to harness difference. We want opportunity to be equitable and we want people to feel safe to bring bring their whole self to work. And Mm -hmm. I and and many and most, if not all of everybody in the firm believes that too. And and that's borne out now. We're more diverse than we've ever been in terms of um, sex and sexual orientation and ethnicity and faith. Um, Mm -hmm. And we really feel like we've benefited from that difference. And and we want to continue with that as well. Um, Yeah, so that that all feels really important and, and to keep measuring it too. Yeah, of course. No, that's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, really interesting to hear what um what firms are actually doing when it comes down to when it comes down to it. So it's great to hear um what, what Barclays what Barclays got going on. Um so that leads on nicely then to um the, there's been a lot of talk recently um, around increases in reporting requirements for UK businesses um, and firms. So this is something that's definitely going to impact professional services. Uh, is this likely to affect your organisation? And um, in what way? What are you doing to, to kind of report on these sorts of things? So to achieve what we'd like to achieve, mm. we think it's important to measure our progress. You know, that thing about, you know, what gets measured gets done. Um, so, so we measure and we measure for ourselves and we're transparent with us, with each other in the business on how we're doing. Um, so we, so we publish stats around a number of, um, sustainability, um, and diversity, um, you know, D and I, the the full, um, gamut within the business, um, and, um, and do that regularly through uh, also, um, our monthly all hand meetings. We don't do it because we're obliged to. We do it Mm -hmm. again because we want to do the right thing. Um, It's already far in excess of what we're required to do to report externally as an LLP. Um, But again, for us, it feels important. And if requirements change, then of course we will adapt our approach. But we ensure that our work is independently reviewed by external third parties, which I've already mentioned. And that's because we really value the challenge and the transparency because that with that challenge and that transparency that will ensure we're doing the best we can um and that again is the right thing to do and will ensure we're on the right track yeah no of course that makes yeah makes a lot of sense and it's it's great to see to see a firm doing this and to recognize the importance of of this sort of thing and going above and beyond um when it comes to reporting so that's brilliant thank you um, so now just to sort of switch things up um, to more of a marketing focus. So you've touched on some of the communications and marketing um, aspects that you've that you've been working on when it comes to um, ESG and related concepts. Um, but when it comes to yeah, um, producing the content both internally and externally, uh, are there any specific themes that you tend to focus on, or that you've found to be more successful when it comes to, to engagement rates, etc. Um, and how are you spreading your ESG messages? Where are you spreading them? What kind of platforms are you using? Um, so two questions in one there. It's <laughs> oh, a, a lot to think about there. Um, I think generally because we are, we, we encourage our people to speak freely within the firm, we're very mindful and therefore tread a fine line between using our voice externally and being allies mm-hmm. and in- ensuring we're authentic. So we don't want to be virtue signalers or, or I, 
don't know if this is such a word, tokenistas, but, you know, just, just for the token of it, you know, it, it has to be meaningful. So therefore, as a business, we have a separate rule about not talking about something externally that we're not actively doing something about internally. Um, and that feels, again, that feels right for us. Um, yeah. We launched our first more formal DNI focused comms last year and that was about mm -hmm. setting our stall out about our commitments um, yeah. but we also do more more tactical stuff so um, creating uh, materials about supporting working parents for example so one of our partners um, he blocks out his diary on a Monday morning and a Monday afternoon for school drop-off and pick up um, yeah. And that's a, and that's a great model to have a, a male partner do that, and that mm. therefore encourages our own people to do similar. Um, yeah. And and as such, having communications around that feels comfortable and good. Um, yeah. And and we find that our people love sharing stories like this. We call this kind of material Barkley Life. Yeah. Um, and so our people love sharing our Barclay Life stories. So whether that's welcoming mm. new joiners or social events or wellness or festivals, mm. sustainability, all those kinds of things, they really yeah. feel very comfortable sharing those types of materials. And I think it's because they're very proud of us as a firm. Yeah. Um, and um, it doesn't feel pushy. There's a joy and a pleasure in it. Um, yeah. There is more reticence about mm. sharing our insights, ironically, as and as the marketing okay. director, I'm like, Arr. um, and and that is because um, even though our clients have act have actually said to us, we'd love to hear more from you and your insights and ideas, and that's what I try and tell our people. Um, <laughs> it feel it, it. Some people feel that 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 feels more salesy, I think, than yeah. than yeah. you know here you know here are our ideas, read our stuff, as opposed to oh, aren't we a great firm to work for? And and <laughs> and, and so therefore, from our people's perspective, they share a lot more of those Barclay life stories, um, and we do yeah. get a lot of engagement, etc. Social media on those things uh, but we do get a lot of engagement in our in our thought pieces as well um and and where those materials are shared um like most professional services firms um linkedin is our primary push channel sure. of course mm -hmm. our website is our digital hub um we use instagram mainly for um job seekers as an audience and also employee engagement we find that um, a good proportion of our followers are actually our own people um, past and present and we use Twitter as well yeah oh, brilliant thank you that's yeah again that's really insightful and I think um, extremely valuable for, for other firms to hear about all the things you're doing um, and what's working best and again it's just really positive to hear that um, people are spreading these messages and are happy to spread these positive messages although yeah I appreciate um, it would be great if they could share some of the insights too but hopefully it would that would be come. fantastic maybe, maybe they'll listen to this and be heartened you <laughs> oh, know um thank you so I'm, I'm just conscious of time but I'd love to just um sort of wrap up by asking you um to look a bit uh further ahead into the future um and just to ask what do you think is going to happen when it comes to ESG? Do you think um, its prominence will increase, decrease, stay the same? What, what are your kind of um, insights on that? I think I think there's currently a huge focus on ESG um, mm -hmm. because there's so much that needs to be done. Um, but it's none of this is quick. Um, so I'm confident that in the next five years, for example, I, I can't imagine the amount of focus will change. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think perhaps the spotlight might shine on slightly different aspects 
under the okay. ESG umbrella um, mm -hmm. as, as you know, as, as, as things develop in the areas where the spotlight is shining now, um, yeah. those, those places currently in darkness will, will need to catch up a bit more. So I, I can see it. I can see that shifting over time. But at the moment, you know, these very fundamentally important areas are being uh, focused on and will continue to do so, in my view. No, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Um, and yeah, reassuring to hear that you don't think it's going to go away overnight. Doesn't seem to be um, something that's likely to to just disappear. <laughs> no, it feels like it's just building momentum. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. No. Great. To, great to hear that. Thank you. Okay. Brilliant. Um, well. Thank you so much, Alexis, for joining us on BD Talks. It was brilliant to hear um, everything that you're doing as a firm um, and to hear the yeah positive the positive messages that are coming out of that. So thank you so much for sharing everything. Um, oh, yeah, it was thanks a pleasure for having me, Caitlin. Thank you. Speak soon.